welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome, everyone, back to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm your host today, uh, Jared Rydell, and with my amazing co-host, Kelly Sarlo. Uh, we're two of the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness, and we're, I'm really excited for today's topic. So welcome. Hey. How are you doing today, Kelly? Oh, well, now I'm excited. <laughs> well, you see, I, I kind of panicked about a topic today, and as I was driving a couple minutes ago, I was like, this is what I need to talk about. And you know what? I, I usually skim back when it comes to just making sure, because it's been years since we've been doing these, um, especially Alex and I, when we started out just the two of us. Um, and I was skim back to make sure it was something that wasn't covered or if I can change the direction a bit and I didn't skim back. So if I happen to touch on some stuff today that we've already talked about, I still think this is going to be a really great reminder and a really good overview, um, this far down the line. So we'll how, see how it goes. How many times do we have to be told something like over and over again before it's in or how many times do we need to be told something in a different way where it's like oh I've never heard that before and you're like, <laughs> you have but yeah exactly and, and just I, that's what I find it's just the wording sometimes just resonates with people um, but I think that um, I guess it, this is my story yeah I think that people will take this in a different way because we're, I'm hoping to generalize it a little bit and and get, they'll get to know you a little bit better, which is cool. Okay. So do you, do you have a story for us before we dive into the topic? Well, I was originally, just, if people watch from YouTube, I don't think many people do, but if they are watching from YouTube, my story was going to be about this like bruise on my nose. So I recently joined um, adult gymnastics, the best thing ever. So I've always wanted to be a gymnast as a young girl. And I ended up becoming a dancer. Just, I also love dancing and it's what we had access to in my small town. And um, then adult drop-in gymnastics started and now it's becoming a weekly event on Wednesday nights and I'm absolutely loving it, but my inner child's coming out and forgetting that I'm a little bit stiffer, older, um, more fearful, but so I'm doing things that I probably shouldn't be. And I happened to land on my face yesterday. So I got a nice little bruise on my nose, which if you're watching, that's what's going on. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. It's the best. Yeah. I feel yeah, it's, I'm learning so much. I'm doing things I never, I've always wanted to do and never thought I could. So it's pretty fun. That's amazing. And your bruise is hardly noticeable. And yeah, I tried to cover it up a little bit. So <laughs> awesome. That, that was my side story. Okay. okay. Let's dig into this. So I just want to kind of do, um, just start by saying that we obviously have three, co four coaches, but three of us who are routinely on these podcasts. And, and I can't remember if we fully did like a introduction to welcome Kelly. When we first started bringing you on these podcasts, I think it originally started by bringing coach Kelly on as a client. I think we interviewed you originally as a client. And that's when we were in that transition of transitioning you to as one of our coaches. And so I think this is just such a unique position that you're in because you get that double side. And I remember we had done a podcast on, um, Kelly, the things you learned as a client and you brought to kind of as a coach, which if you're listening to this, I would probably recommend listening to that one first because it's awesome. Um, but I don't know if we introduced you fully, like what your background is, um, kind of how we made this transition and what you kind of bring to the table. So if you don't mind just filling in everyone 
first, before I get into my topic, uh, what your background is and, and why you bring or what, what you bring to the Breaking 90, um, the Breaking 90 program, if you're not one of our clients and haven't been one of our clients yet. Very cool. I feel seen and heard <laughs> loved and just all of the validation forms right now. Um, so my background is in psychology. Um, that's what I went to school for. That was my double major, actually. And when I left university, I also went on to get my certification in life coaching. So um, that I mean, that's my formal education. I also have a background with nutrition coaching um, from an institute in New York. Uh, so that's that's been handy as well with Breaking 90. Um, but my practice full time is life coaching um, through Kelly Sarlo coaching, as you know. And it's all on healthy communication, critical thinking, and emotional intelligence. So I think it was a pretty natural fit to come on as <laughs> an accountability coach, though we all coach for those things. Uh, that's a little bit more of my specialty when people are going through particularly difficult times um, that are maybe unrelated to nutrition and movement, um, but those things are being affected by it. Um, so that's, that's where I step in and have all of my zest and energy for. I love it. Awesome. And I think this is, this kind of leads into what I want to talk about is we, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, everyone knows that, you know, of course it's a fat loss specific program or a fat loss specific uh, podcast that we talk about ways that we can help you. And we know we talk about ways we can just benefit our, our life in a healthy way in this podcast as well. But, um, we have, we have the three pillars to our program, right? Nutrition, movement, and mindset. And that's where coach Kelly has really developed this extensive portion to this program, which is mindset in itself. So, and like she mentioned, we all do touch as a coach, like myself and coach Alex, we all touch on all three aspects and we all, you know, have our specialties, but we're comfortable talking about all three. Um, but when something really comes up mindset related, that's where like sending our clients over to coach Kelly movement related, a little bit more my specialty. And then we send the nutrition stuff a little bit more to coach Alex. Now, um, I'm going to ask you two more questions before I just, as you can kind of see, if you're listening, it's going to be about the general topic about mindset when it relates to fat loss. Um, and just, I, we can take this a lot of different routes. Like we've done specific, like all or nothing mentality podcasts, you know, we've done the little specific ones, but I just want to talk about why mindset plays such a big component in the fat loss journey. And I just think it's such a unique aspect that we bring to our fat loss program where a lot of them are just, you know, movement and nutrition related, but there's such a, I even think sometimes a even bigger component to mindset that's stopping a lot of people from reaching these fat loss related goals. So I don't really have necessarily direction, but I would love to just go into that direction if that's, if that's okay. Yeah. Are you going to ask a specific question or you want me to just kind of speak to that in general? We can start by, um, Let's talk about things or topics. We can just hammer out a few topics we would cover in the mindset related coaching. Sure. And please throw out some of your own. Yeah, just sure. one, um, which is sleep, though it's a physical thing. It's an, an action that we take. It's also a mindset too, right? Um, so all or nothing is definitely one that comes to mind. And it's one that resurfaces over and over again, because we aren't just all or nothing when it comes to nutrition or movement. Um, we're all often all or nothing when it comes to our jobs, perfectionism, 
um, our conversations with our spouses, right? Um, we can get into like, it's really good or it's really bad, right? We get into these like polarities essentially where we start to think like, either I don't have to work or everything's bad and I have to work really hard instead of just creating a maintainable lifestyle when it comes to any kind of relationship that we have, whether it's with work or a person or an activity. Um, so all or nothing is always huge. Um, sabotage, one of the things that we've covered on another podcast, I, that was probably like my favorite sit down <laughs> ever. Um, just talking about like, we self-sabotage on conscious and subconscious levels. Um, so that's a really important thing for people to be willing to dig into to understand why they may or may not see progress uh, when it comes to a fat loss program. Because sometimes we don't know why we're putting food in our mouth. Sometimes we don't know why we're sitting for seven hours of, of Netflix, right? It, we might think it's one reason, but it's really another. Um, so those are two that really, really hit home. But um, recently, oh, are you, you going to add something? I was just going to add another one. Um, yeah. You were into a story. I was just going to get you to touch on um, people pleasing and its relation to fat loss. Yep. Yeah. When you can't set boundaries, when you are more focused on another person and their feelings, um, you don't know how to put yourself first. You don't feel deserving of putting yourself first. Right. Um, which people pleasing is a form of self-sabotage. And that's kind of why we broke it up into two different podcasts, but you're absolutely right. Like that's a huge, a huge piece. If you're willing to say yes to everyone and then kind of put your agenda physically aside for other people, you're not going to see the progress that you want to make. And you can insert that about your children, um, your spouse, your boss, whoever it is in your life, um, your community at large. If you're putting yourself aside, you're not going to see the progress that you want to make. The other thing I've been digging into uh, pretty heavily lately is attachment styles. And this goes right back into childhood, right? So the attachment styles that we develop in childhood create either a secure or a version of insecurity within us that drives a lot of our unconscious motivators when we're making decisions on a regular basis. And so if we're carrying an insecure attachment style, meaning the way that we perceive ourselves, our lovability and how the world is going to react or respond to us, we take out those, those mental models on how we eat, how we sleep, how we hydrate, how we interact socially or withdraw, and how we move our bodies. Um, so that's that's a really big one. Um, awesome. Yeah. Wow, that was, yeah, that's cool. I think a lot of people alone, I just like this idea because I think people don't realize, A, I have more to list off, but A, how many different components to mindset there are, and B, how these components relate to us not being able to reach our goals when it comes to this fat loss program. Yeah. And I don't, coach Alex might be like, cut this right out of this podcast. Um, but I'll just, I'll say this and people like listen with a grain of salt. I think some women in particular, cause we deal with busy women have come through this weight loss program, not expecting that they were going to leave their husbands by the end of it. And, and we've actually seen a few people through divorce because what comes up when people are actually beginning to put themselves first, set healthy boundaries with their body, their mind, their nutrition, their schedule, however you want to word this, um, it's really put in our face if the people in our closest circle are supporting and allowing for that accountability, that personal responsibility, or are actively self-sabotaging it. 
pardon me, actively sabotaging us, right? So it becomes really apparent in something that's very difficult to ignore. Once you know, you can't not know, right? <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Like maybe the depression and anxiety that I've been feeling, maybe the lack of motivation as I'm calling it is actually because I've got this person actively working against me, whether that's you know, me as a parent, me and my, my um, sites that I've set out for my personal life. And they start to sit there and go, I need to be my biggest cheerleader, my biggest advocate. And they start to step up for themselves, not just in the way that they feed themselves, but how they move forward in their whole life, um, which I just think is one of the most remarkable things that you can do for yourself. Not to say if you're joining, you have to divorce your partner. <laughs> <laughs> you might even actually see the opposite right like more deeper connections with people that are around you like like you mentioned because they're being such an incredible support system you might get closer with some of your closest friends and it's pretty cool to see both I mean we cheer on both sides yes and I'm so glad that you brought that up because that is where I wanted to lead that <laughs> <laughs> that note is that we do see the opposite because what happens is when you get onto a program that demands that you're eating a particular way, not restrictive, but demands a particular kind of change and movement and schedule, right? If you're, if you're saying I'm in bed at this time and up at this time, people now actually see like, oh man, they're setting boundaries. I, there's actually expectations of how I can support and love this person. And they, they step up because there's clarity. And so much of us live, and this is another piece of mindset, so much of us live with ambiguity and have no idea the kind of anxiety and insecurity that it creates. And when you have something in your life, whether it's a weight loss program or a course that you're taking, that says, this is how you're going to operate for this period of time. People now have clarity of how, what's expected of them and they can make that decision to step up or step out. Right. Um, but it's pretty damn cool to see who rises to the occasion and says, now that I know how to love you, I want to love you. That's so cool. Love it. Um, you kind of mentioned this briefly when you were chatting, but you talked about scheduling, like going to bed at a specific time. I don't think people realize that scheduling or um, just like management of time is a component of this mindset coaching that we also incorporate. Because if we can't schedule or manage our time in a way, especially with family and kids and husbands and any appointments, then how are we supposed to expect to prioritize or schedule out our own specific movement time our own specific maybe meal prep time so that is a component in itself of mindset coaching as well yeah which leads right into prioritization right because I think I think you're right on a certain level that some people just don't realize like how big of a component it is but I also think there are individuals who are in like deep denial of how important it is. They know it, but they don't want to actually make the adjustments that are necessary because change is hard, right? Like I'm not, not harping on anyone. That's a difficult thing to do, especially with who we work with, like busy women, there's not a lot of wiggle room, but when someone sits down and says like, okay, let's look at scheduling. It's like, Ugh, like, I don't want to let go of certain things. I don't know how to adjust. And it comes down to prioritizing, right. Um, which bleeds into a lot of other things we've already mentioned where it's like, well, are we being over-responsible? Are our kids at an age where I can actually give them more responsibility than I'm willing to um, or willing to hold them accountable to? Am I people-pleasing um, my children or my extended family? 
So when we come back to scheduling, if we can have all those other pieces in line, we can actually sit and go, okay, how can I shift time in a sensible, realistic way that my schedule reflects what I actually value? right? Because scheduling isn't just about budgeting time. All of us know how to budget out time. It's actually sitting there and going, what are my actual values? Which of them do I want to prioritize at this point in my life? And now how can I look at my schedule? And I think a lot of people try and just only look at the schedule um, and what they're told to do or what they should do. Um, and don't, don't consider the other limiting beliefs that are, are not allowing them to see the whole picture of the schedule. I love that you brought up values because that was something I had on my list was like the figuring out what your values are. It was just like some people, you know, you they, all everyone coming to this program are clearly valuing their health, right? They're they're making a step towards um, bettering their health in some way, shape, or form. But it's you know figuring out what the other components of our values are that can either aid in helping us get there or that might conflict a little bit and figure out how we can make them kind of work together um, towards this next step in our health journey. So um, that's another thing we also dive into. And I, and I love that, that component of, of the mindset when it comes to our program. I'm fired up. This is fun. Keep awesome. Going. <laughs> Good. So those are like, you pretty much hit all the, like a lot of the components that I wanted you just to briefly talk about. If you have any other sort of mindset related topics that you know you can brush on just so that people realize that it, there is such a big picture when we say yes we have the three pillars and mindset being one of them but there's all these sub topics you know within mindset that can be hindering or helping your progress we don't necessarily understand how much we're lacking in critical thinking um, and that's for a number of reasons right that that has a lot to do with the conditioning of our society where we're taught what to think and not how to think so when it comes to something like making changes for nutrition and movement and you're only used to being told what to think you don't know to challenge certain things you don't necessarily know how to approach it from a different angle right so like i'm saying this with a ton of compassion for people is that Part of mindset is learning how to critically think for yourself, take in information and assess to see how that fits for you, how that doesn't, how you can challenge yourself, how you can come back and challenge a coach respectively and be collaborative in that process, which I think is really cool. Um, and a lot of people walk into situations in terms of mindset thinking like, I've hired a coach, they're the authority and I have no say, right? But part of mindset is saying, no, 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 you hired a coach and we're now a team. And I'm going to give you information, but you're the authority over you, right? That never changes even when you hire a coach. Um, and then just like other components with that, just going back to my three pillars, which is emotional intelligence. If we don't know how to do healthy check-ins with ourselves, if we don't know how to know ourselves on a deeper level, you're not going to know why you're connecting with certain exercises and not others. You're not going to know why you like certain ones and not others. You're not going to know why you're reaching for particular foods and really resisting the spinach and kales of life, right? Like that emotional intelligence to know yourself plays a big role in how you approach your own health and fitness journey um, and your self-esteem to know, uh, no, I'm not going to say to know your self-esteem in terms of what you believe you are deserving of, right? So a lot of us know that we want these changes. A lot of us come with doctor's orders to make these changes, but we, uh, we haven't even tackled this fundamental idea that we're deserving of these changes, right? And I'm not talking about crazy entitlement. I'm talking about we have a right to health. 
Um, and then on top of that, now I'll leave it there. I'll just say like that compassionate piece for yourself, right? Because I think a lot of people don't realize um, that the emotional abuse that we do to ourselves and our self-talk, our limiting beliefs and all of that really, really impact our behaviors. Um, and we fault ourselves for the behaviors instead of looking at the belief systems. And that's not fair to us. Awesome. Wow. I love it. I love it so much. I want to just, this is just outside a little bit of, it's just more about you. I want to ask you a couple of funny, like not funny, but just random questions. So I want you to tell me the part, I guess, that surprised you the most from being a client to now a coach in the Breaking 90 program. Surprised me the most? Yeah. I think you're just like, oh, I never really expected this as a coach or like, who would have thought there'd be this much changes from this many people or like just anything. Okay. What's yeah. in a good positive way. Yeah. Um, well, I love psychology obviously. So it's always going to be about human behavior, which is like the thing I love to focus on. Um, I think the most surprising thing for me and I don't, oh, surprising is a difficult might word. not be the right word. Yeah. And I think maybe that's where I'm, I'm really hitting a wall here, but I think just the, and I'm saying this with a lot of compassion, like the variety of ways in which we convince ourselves that we can't do something, um, right? Like I'm now talking intimately with all of our clients of, you know, and I'm hearing their valid reasons, but I'm also hearing their excuses and I'm hearing their, their things that they're not saying, which are their limiting beliefs. So just hearing the variety of ways that we as humans convince ourselves that we can't or, or that we don't want to do something when really underneath it, it's fear. It's not that we don't want it. It's that we're afraid, whether it's about failure, whether it's about humiliation, whatever that fear might be, it, it surprises me um, how much we have faith in other people, but not ourselves. And it's funny. And I think maybe that's where the surprising part comes in. It's funny when I think about that, because I can sit here and say, I can count I, I can lose track of my fingers very quickly of the amount of people who think you are an absolute superhero, non-human entity, Jerrica, like because of how capable, willing, brilliant, uh, and incredible you are. But I know on an individual level that each one of us struggles with our own insecurities of like, well, is that true? Um, and, and I mean, I'm picking on you because you're sitting in front of, of me. Yeah, I love it. Pick on me away. <laughs> Um, and I think, yeah, it never ceases to amaze me how, how much we have faith in others and for others and how it can lack in ourselves. Boom. That was like the best answer to that. That's great. Okay. The other question I have is you may have already touched on this, but like if you get a client or a group of, we do our coaching calls and someone brings up this topic, what excites you the most? Like mm -hmm. specific. <laughs> right now it's attachment styles. <laughs> good yeah I like how you get little yeah. phases right because you're learning and you're yeah and I think like overall <laughs> if I was to kind of group it in in a total total experience is to talk about personality styles because as you know I'm the Enneagram and and the mask that we wear to survive this world and that's what we're all doing right when we give an excuse when we say we can't when we lose self like that self-esteem um within ourselves it's a protective measure. It's, it's something in you that's trying to just survive um, in a perceived threat, whether that's 
I will die of humiliation or I will die of a physical, you know, altercation. It doesn't matter. The body's responding as if they're both threats that will take you out, like eliminate you. Right. Um, so when people ask, like, why do I do what I do? Every, every piece of my brain is like lit up and on fire. And it's like, yes, let's dig into that. Awesome. I was just so excited for this topic because I love how passionate and knowledgeable and driven and just how much you, these topics excite you because you truly do um, like you, you just truly resonate and like just make people just feel like they're just even listening to this like I'm looking at you so I can really feel it in me when I'm talking to you but I feel like people just listening on anywhere they get their podcast they're like I, they just can feel your love for what you do and it's just like I was like I gotta dig into this and just I want everyone to feel what I get to feel with you on a regular basis because it's pretty cool and I mean I'm sure people will say the same thing you know like if the coach Alex is on here they can feel his passion for his topics and same with me and and with my passion for movement and it's just fun to kind of highlight you a little bit just because we we brought you on but I don't know if we fully got to give a full intro and and so our clients are lucky enough to work with you all the time but um, on the podcast, obviously, where you're always with us, but I just thought it would be cool to do a, a bit of a dive. I can't thank you enough. And I don't have <laughs> a podcast about me. I actually want to make it about the listeners, but but in order to do that, give me two seconds. <laughs> I cannot thank you enough because that is what lights me up, right? Like that is the thing that gets me out of the bed in the morning and just sparks a thousand questions that I can't wait to figure out the answer to. Um, and you pulled that out in me. Um, I can feel my excitement. You're validating the excitement that you can see and feel. And I just think as two humans sitting here together, that's such, it's one of the most beautiful experiences that you can offer another human. I'll just say it that way, because you're saying, I see you and I want to share you with the world. Like, <laughs> thank you. And, and all that to say, that's exactly what I watch you and Alex and hope to God that I do with the rest of our clients is no matter what they're struggling with or accomplishing, whether it's a good day or a bad day, whatever those two things mean, there's such an ability amongst our coaches to see the person and pull out the, the thing that lights them up, not to create just this fleeting feeling of motivation, but to remind someone of who they are to help them come back to themselves, to their deeper why, whether people are digging hard into nutrition for weight loss or getting on a strength training program with you because they have goals they want to achieve or they're coming back from an illness or an injury and they just wanna keep up with their grandkids, right? Like everyone's goals are valid. Everyone's feelings and pasts, past or histories are valid. Um, and I just love the way that these coaches work to see people um, and bring them back to themselves. I think it's the coolest fucking thing of breaking 90. <laughs> I love it. It's the, the reason I brought this topic up is because, so for those listening, we do like a coach's touch point every night. We update the other coaches on what we do. And Kelly just writes keynotes. I love this team. And I was like, boom, <laughs> I got to bring, I just got to talk about it. Cause it's true. We, we are really fortunate to have such a cool team. And um, I think those that are listening that who've been like been with us, um, we, we get really close with you guys and we get to really get to know each and every person. So it's, it's, it's a blast. It's definitely a fun ride. Um, I'm going to leave everyone with a tip there. I think that that really hit home today. I think this was one of my favorites, to be honest. Um, I loved it. 
So thank you for, for letting me put you on the spot. Kelly has no idea what I'm bringing to the table. So that was pretty cool. Um, my tip today, <clears throat> I know a lot of, especially this time of the year, February seems to be the month that the, on social media, you're going to see like dry February. This is a big one you might see floating around. A lot of my friends I know um, typically do dry February. It's just, or dry January. It's usually around this time of the year where you go alcohol free for the month. And I'm not challenging you necessarily to do this, but I am saying just to see the benefits and reasons behind why we, we do this. Um, especially if you're someone who, you know, even if you're having one glass of wine every couple of days or once a week, even I want you to think about a, how it ties into all this mindset stuff that we just talked about, getting some mental clarity, um, how it ties to fat loss, right? If we're even having that one or two drinks throughout the week, like I can attest to the way I feel foggy in the morning. Um, my, the, the fatigue levels are down. I'm not as motivated right? Oh, I'm dehydrated. I'm bloated. Like it throws off my entire goal setting um, regimen that I've already, I've worked so hard to put it into place. So obviously I'm not telling you not to drink because I'm just saying just to consider what you see floating around and, and the reasons behind it. And you know what, if you want to see this as a challenge, I think it's a pretty eye-opening experience when even if you would consider yourself not a drinker, I think it's still an eye-opening experience to just go completely um, alcohol free and to see, realize, you know what, I am fun without alcohol. I don't need it. Um, that's been one of my biggest um, things that I've incorporated within the last year. It's pretty fun. Very cool. And super proud of you. I don't think people hear that enough. Like alcohol is a very um, touchy subject for a lot, a lot of people for a number of different reasons. Um, those who don't drink seem to very much threaten the existence of people who do drink. And it's <laughs> separate our experiences from each other, which is really interesting. Um, and what you're asking people to do is just simply evaluate your relationship with it, not to necessarily stop it, but to dig deep and, and just like you would evaluate the relationship with a partner or a friend or a coworker, like, what is this? What is this about? What do I want out of it? Um, and I think that's an incredible challenge to put out to people. Cool. It's a fun one. Try it out. <laughs> awesome. Okay. We're going to wrap things up. Thanks everyone for listening i really hope that i know a lot of these points today will resonate with you so if it does please don't hesitate to screenshot wherever you're listening share it to any of your social media platforms or tag tag anyone in your post that you know uh, would benefit from any of this information we really appreciate you guys listening and i appreciate you kelly hope everyone has a great day 